You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies, and I'm Cash. And I'm Larissa. <laughs> and we are here to talk about Mr. Robot, episode 5, Runtime Error, directed by... Ooh, go ahead. I'm just saying, episode 5, best best episode, just, it should be named www.blowmymind.doiteverysingledaycom <laughs> That, that's a bit wordy, but I think we can talk to him about it. Maybe acronym it. I think they'd like it. Yeah? Yeah. No, I mean, this episode was fantastic. I personally think it should win some kind of Emmy. I don't know. Music track. I think they should make their own category. I think it should be Blew My Mind. <laughs> Do this every single day. Award. Hashtag. Samus Mail wins forever, infinity, 2K17, hashtag blessed. <laughs> no, I think that's the right amount of a, like appreciation for this, because what he did was, I mean, we've barely seen it before. It's incredibly impressive. Like, the, the thing with one-take things like Birdman mm-hmm. is it's so hectic and it's so chaotic, and that's to kind of, like, cover up whatever else is going on so if you're like whoa 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 constantly you know you're not really going to pay attention every single movement was orchestrated and thought out and the background was precise and everything was perfectly rehearsed and i just i don't understand yeah and just the continuity of this show in an episode like this like we even had darlene tell us that elliot's fish flipper she gave him to the landlord so he would be okay over the weekend to, yeah. to work something as small as that into a one-take-looking episode, insane. And make it work. And, like, man, when we come back and we see set design that happened earlier mm-hmm. in the episode, like the graffiti that we see again and things like that, and the way that they frame up the background to correlate with the voiceover, it was just so expertly done. Like, it was done in a way that I've never seen one-takes done before. Yeah. It was just so fluid and controlled. And I really just, I'm really impressed. Like, I was excited, and I am still excited. Yeah, I haven't seen a TV episode in a long time deliver, like, make me get so giddy to watch it and then deliver on that actual thing that they promised. I'm pretty sure it's only been Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah, and even Game of Thrones, I don't think really... Well, no, they did do it in the season finale. That was phenomenal. I mean, we yeah. butchered it plot-wise and everything, but... what don't they lie. What they did dragons. television, huh? I said, don't lie, dragons. Yeah, dragons. Blue fire, like... Come on. Dragon, that, come on. Yeah. It delivered. But okay, back on to Mr. Robot. So we pretty much start off with, I believe, him walking into work. Yeah, we're in the elevator. Okay, here's my question. How did he get on this elevator? How did he get in the building? Well, I just, you know, I kind of thought about that too. Um, I like that Angela said we should get lunch later to kind of absolve herself of guilt. Like, and, she doesn't know. And, like, in the most awkward, quiet, like, backed away, we should get lunch. I know, but she always looks so concerned. Like, she literally always looks guilty. Yes. At every moment of the day, she looks guilty. 
and she has every right to. And I mean, she just played this part perfectly because he's already like five steps out of the elevator. We should get matched later. <laughs> oh. like, I don't understand how Angela is so deadpan mm-hmm. and monotone and yet so great. Couldn't tell you. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> It's just one of her special talents. In the elevator, he realizes that he's forgotten something. Yes. And what was interesting about this episode is usually, you know, when Elliot has having some sort of mental glitch, obviously we cut away to something else, Mm -hmm. or he reviews, you know, things that have already happened again, or, you know, obviously they couldn't do that here. No. So, you know, we had a lot more mental exposition overlay to fill in the gaps, and then we also had that sound crank crackle. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little so, crackling noise. And I, it was in, the only time it ever felt like, oh, I wish I had seen it, is when he remembered Angela and Tyrell. What do you, I mean, he remembered it when he was outside with Darlene, and she told, no? Maybe he didn't. No, I remember he was just, like, walking down the hallway and mentioned something about this weekend, and then he just remembered. Yeah. No, 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 now I know what you're talking about. Instead of yeah. him walking it through for us, it just, boom, he got it. But, I mean, good on the show for building some major suspense early on. Yes, the music and just, like, the close-ups and, I guess, just from doing it as a one-shot, the camera angles were just, uh, they felt darker or something. And just that tension to go with the music had me on edge for the entire 43 minutes. Yeah, and, like, when he's trying to escape them, when they're trying to fire him and stuff like that, and, like, even the transition into Angela was so good. Like, all of it was so good. And I remember, and I and I think this is how they did it. I can't be certain. I think they might have shot the whole episode on a drone. Really? Yeah, like, one of those really small drones. But what I think they might have done, mm-hmm. which um, I think they started on a steady cam. Okay. So what's a steady cam? Just like the normal thing that they're yeah, using? Yeah, like a big steady rig, which props to that steady cam operator if he did most of this episode because that shit is heavy. Like, if you see steady cam operators in the real world, they are jacked. Like, they are really strong. They're like the jocks of the film set. <laughs> I mean, I can believe that. And I think they did have one person mostly with the steady cam because I remembered on Twitter, Portia was talking about how her and Raimi needed to give the uh, cameraman a break because he was holding it the entire way through. Yeah. So what I think they did is they started on a steady cam, and then when he's having that first conversation with his cubicle mate... Uh Uh-huh. Great conversation. Hate, by the way. Well, we'll get into that in a second because I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, When he's having that conversation... Me too. But when he's having that conversation with his cubicle mate... Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, we kind of go off to the side to see the um, the two people that are trying to fire Elliot. But it's like this smooth, like, goes over the table. Yeah. So what I think they did, which, crazy town, I think they had it on a rig, put it down. And had the drone pick it up? Yeah. That would be insane if they were somehow... And I think that they did that a few times this episode. Because, again, later on, we see the camera go up into the air for a bird's eye view down on Angela, uh-huh. which can only be accomplished with a drone. 
True. Or a jib, but they wouldn't have done it with a jib. It would have to be a drone. But then later on, we're going through the hallways like a Steadicam shot. So I think they were taking it on and off a Steadicam operator and a drone. That's insane. Yeah. And then, and also that shot with Angela that you said was outside overlooking the city. I lost it. I mean, I know that was green screen. Yes. I know it was. Yeah. But it was still so good. Exactly. I was like, I know they're not actually doing this, but I still love it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was probably the most impressive thing they did the entire time for me. I was just like, ah, like, uh, he just kept making, like, strange (laughs) sounds of appreciation the entire episode. It was so, it was so engrossing. Like, a lot of the time with Mr. Robot episodes, like, obviously they're all very good, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't keep you riveted the whole time. Like, sometimes it gets a little slow. You, You don't necessarily get bored, but you're just sort of like in the circadian rhythm of the episode yeah. and you're just sort of like not really paying attention. I know exactly what you're talking about. Kind of like just the code overwhelms you and you're, you just start thinking about a tangent of the show as it's continuing going on. Yeah. And with this episode, I was like, I didn't want to pause it ever. Didn't want to like... Well, it didn't give you a chance with no commercials or anything. I know. Didn't want to... Well, of course not. Like, you can't break that shit up. Like... Like, I I just wanted to watch it. It felt... So, with one takes, like, you know, they're always meant to feel cohesive. Mm -hmm. But they don't always feel that cohesive to the point where it really, really honestly felt like one shot that I wanted to keep watching all the way through. Yeah. Like, I paused it one time for a phone call to tell them to shut the fuck up and leave me alone. (laughs) How dare you even go that far to pause it? But... Completely understandable because you could not have any distractions during this episode. So, we're in it. We've talked about it overall. We're all very excited. Yes. Now we're with Elliot and he's in his cubicle with douchey Fro McGee. Which, how we never gave him a nickname is beyond me. But I don't think we're really going to be seeing him anymore. Man, he sucks. Like, I don't think we're going to see him anymore either because we gave him, like, a tiny redemption, which usually means, like, side characters are done. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God, I laughed so hard when he was like, fuck you, man, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And inside his head, he's like, wow, am I getting a break today? And he goes, you know what, like, never mind, I don't mean it. He's like, spoke too soon. Yeah, he was like, oh, like, was it worth it? Ass off. Like, I love when he has those deadpan, sarcastic moments. Yep. And, like, this was the one where you said it out loud, and he's like, oh, shit, that was for you. And then that's what led to him being, oh, no, I'm not even going to talk to you for the rest of the day. And he's like, yes, thank you, God. But, I mean, I love, I love that what he said to that guy, because it's fucking true. Like, any person past the age of, I don't know, like, 18 that has to go out of their way that far to talk about, you know, sexual exploits that they're clearly not having. Like, any actual adult in their head is thinking, okay, like, either you're lying or you're a loser or you're gross or you're all of them. There we go. So... And he is all probably all three. Not a fan of that character, though. He did kind of stick up for Elliot like a teensy bit at the end there. I mean, not a teensy bit. Like, he full committed to that. And he didn't have to. He didn't do a good job, but he tried. He did his best. And his best was like a C minus. I mean, they weren't going to believe anything he said anyway. No. I mean, you know, Elliot realizes it's gonna be, he's been locked out. He's going to be fired. Which is kind of where the fun begins. 
this was hilarious. The, the little, like, as you said, security f- eventually finds out where El- it's Elliot. They come. And then the wild goose chase happens. And just trying to picture him running. Like, I was, for whatever reason, comparing this to The Matrix. When Neo is trying to get out. And he's listening to everything on the phone. Uh-huh. But Elliot's just doing it all by himself. And then just, we, somehow goes down the stairs. And then as he's trying to get in the next floor... Dude comes out and is having the conversation. And then, okay, I tried to pay better attention to that. Like, I, I remember it being kind of funny, but I think I was, like, really stressed. Yes, and that was exactly because I was like, I don't remember the conversation, but, like, I think he was yelling or arguing with his girlfriend? Wife? Girlfriend? Something like that? I'm hoping, or I could be completely just filling oh, in. Before, before we go on, okay. can I commend the show on I really really like the um when they had the little news source going in the elevator as I like a love constant that. reminder of what's happening in the outside world mm-hmm. so smart well not only that but just the shot to get into um perfectly aligning it so it was just like our tv screen was that yeah genius and we kept just seeing how the boat was going mm-hmm. in snippets and like, if you, cause you have to stay in one location with a true one shot, you know? So it was such a clever way of showing us what was going on. Yep. And then to just go ahead and have the con, as you said, we see the votes kit like hitting in, but then later in the episode, they use that as the Trump platform of this is why we need a businessman in the office and everything and completely sticking with what we've seen the past two or three episodes of calling him a puppet. Uh-huh. And it's like just combining all of that and doing it in such an impossible episode is fantastic writing and visionary. Yeah, it was just so masterfully done. So many like small it, things. It really sets the tone for other shows to try and do this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> had to go back to that because that was super good and I just... Everything is everything is good. Yeah, no, like, and I really wanted to talk about just him focusing on the TV screens and the elevators because it was fantastic for something so small. Yeah, but I mean, we're having the we have the convenience of the uh, conversation coming and everything. The dude scans Elliot in, and he's on a different floor, and I believe this is where he, I for lack of a. I can't really think of an aggressive phrase, but whatever. And just balls to the wall, goes into the meeting room. Because he sees the security officers in the other so one. awkward. But I love that moment when he was like, oh, Dave Kennedy, we met blah, blah, blah. I had different <laughs> hair then. Like, that was so well done. Yes. And, like, he was... Not before or after he, like, picked the lady smelling glue. And then she was actually before. really badass at her job. And he was like, I might have picked the wrong candidate. Oh, yeah. Grandma, she knew her stuff. Like, to be yeah, that absolutely. old in a company like this, you know she has to have her stuff. And I love that he just broke that stereotype for it so casually. But I also love that the guy that he actually did get on the computer for had, like, a Bernie sticker. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, it was, like... Grandma had him pinpointed out. She was like, but Nick over there. It's this fucking guy. <laughs> I know exactly like, where your leak is coming from. Like, this episode was funnier than episodes have been. In a while. In a while. It was more funny. And, like, I wasn't necessarily, like, 
Haha, it was like, oh god, now what's she gonna do? Like, nervous, haha, funny. Yeah, it's like nervous laughter pretty much the whole time. Mm hmm. Yeah, so we get that sequence. I mean, him in the meeting was. It was fantastic. I love that his go to way of distracting people is dropping some universal truth on them and just watching them squirm and then just like exiting. Oh, yeah, and just trying to figure out can I play off of this for a little bit? No, no, exit. Yep. But just like how his confidence sunk throughout that entire meeting, because he came in, like he just put on his brand new Barney suit or something, and it was like looking good, I'm in charge, does the whole make everybody look at me as I type this email, uh, like give the extension time on the email, and then the other dude started trying to take power of it, you know, standing up, looking down, Elliot sitting. And Elliot slowly starts to, like, kind of waver and defer a little bit. And you see the people behind him, like, in the hallway. And I just remember, like, the whole time being like, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. And as soon as they disbanded, I was like, go, 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 go. Like, I was with him. And then then just, like, the stand-up is like, yep, I can do this. Nope, they're still out there. And then, like you said, universal truth bomb. And he just sat back down, and I'm like, It's like you've already announced that you're in the wrong room and admitted. Like, what do you do right now? I was, I'm like, I'm turning red and getting embarrassed just thinking about it. Like, I'm already, I'm fl- secondhand flustered. Oh, right yeah. Now. Because, like, there's nothing you can do unless you're Elliot and you just drop an amazing truth bomb that yep. has nothing to do with anything. It's just like, I'm out. But, I mean, he figures out what the Dark Army's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he decides, like, all right, well, you know, Darlene probably knows something. Yeah. And I also, at the beginning, when she was called him in the elevator and she was like, I need you to come outside. You've been gone all weekend. Like, mm-hmm. come down in 10 minutes. I did look at the timestamp and it was longer than 10 minutes. Really? But that's really? okay. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll, we'll forgive them a little bit. It was like 15 minutes, but that's, that's okay. Yeah, I mean,. I know, I, I know, I know. It just means that she was going to be there in yeah. 10 minutes. But I just really wanted it to be exactly 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure he tried. I have no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. So then, I love, I love like, the simplicity of, like, letting himself get caught. He was like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. It's fine. Yeah. It's like, I, well, and what else is he going to be able to do? I know. And then, and then, like... Oh, man, I don't want to jump over his discussion with Darlene, but, like, the flawless POV changes in this episode. Yes. I don't know how. Uh, Can I say something really funny, though? Okay. From a set perspective? Mm -hmm. So, while he and Darlene are outside talking, and you, you know, you have the extras in the background, like, screaming and stuff. Yeah. I want you to know, and I want everyone to know, that all of those people are completely silent. That's... When they're actually filming. That's demoralizing. So and it's just all added noise? Single, every single person, except for the two main actors, are completely silent and mouthing things and pretending to talk, and then it's added in later so that lines don't get overlapped for sound. I think you just ruined movies for me. I just want you to know that every extra in any crowd is always completely silent. I don't know if I'm going to laugh harder now trying to decide like if they're syncing up actual words with them or not now. You're going to laugh. Like, watch commercials. Like, when you see commercials and people are having a really good time uh-huh. and running around on a beach and shit, remember, number one, they're completely silent. 
Number two, there's some AD in the background going, all right, everyone's having a great time. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's doing it. Like, you smile. You lift your arms in the air. It's all great. Woo! And they're just like, ah! Like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Oh, man. Now I'm just going to imagine the assistant director behind everything. It's just like, you got it, man. Yeah. You like, scored a touchdown. The director is just in the crowd like, this is what democracy looks like. This <laughs> is what democracy looks like. Just him, though. Only one voice. Oh, God. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, you haven't ruined him. I thought you did, but now I'm going to get all these laughs and everything. I'm back in. Okay. I was like, I have to, I have to let you, I have to let everyone know that that's a thing. Okay. So then we have this conversation with Darlene and I love how they've been using, um, like muting to convey his feelings, especially with her, Mm -hmm. because when she, when she says like, I'm working for the FBI, which was a great reveal and I'm glad she just did it in like such a, like, it wasn't even a thing. She just did it, which made it more shocking. Yeah. Like you just rip off the bandaid. Let's do it. Yeah. And then he like goes deaf for a second. To show, and that's such a beautiful way of showing, especially in the median that they were working, median, medium <laughs> that they were working with yes. for this episode. That's such a beautiful way of showing how much it hits him. Yeah, I mean, you just turned off a riot as you're sitting inside of it, essentially. Yeah. And that's how heavy this information was. And it truly was. Because, you know, if anyone tells you, oh, you know, I'm. I've been working with the FBI, you know, a lot of stuff's been trying to be recorded. That's going to make us paranoid and freak out. You take that to someone like Elliot with uh, bipolar disorder. I know it's been changed to multiple personality disorder. There it is. But yeah. holy cow. That's like... I an, mean, he can never trust her again. No. Like, he's never going to be able to trust her. And that's why, like she said in the last episode, I've lost my brother. Yeah. And I'm going to be really interested to see how he reacts because I think he's going to be angry at first for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think over, I think he'll forgive her just in time for her to die at the end of the season. Or he forgives her as she's dying. Yes. You know, just to come to terms with it and everything. I think that could be a trigger to be like, I forgive you. You know, something and like I that. Think, I think that the end of this, I also have another idea that like with her death. Uh-huh. I think will come like a full Elliot blackout for a while. Interesting. I could definitely like, see. I think we might have like Mr. Robot. I think between this season and the next season. We have like two or three episodes without him. No, I think it would be like we would start maybe start the next season with Elliot. Mm-hmm. And he has no idea what's happened for like a year. I don't know if I like that or not. This is just a hypothesis. Yeah. I don't even think this is going to happen. It just this is, is just it, a hypothesis. All right. Well, you know, let's sit on it. Because I can definitely see that coming to terms. I just don't know how I would feel about it right now. That's fair. But, I mean, we have the monumental conversation and everything. She tells them that Angela has been... Working with Mr. Robot. So he can't trust anybody. anybody. Like any of the women in his life. Only <laughs> only his landlord. Yeah. Poor Elliot. He, he He's getting a bad, bad shake right now. He was yeah. told White Rose lied to him. 
Angela lied to him. Darlene right. lied to him. Dom would lie to him if she ever met him. Just She probably will. I'm excited for them to talk eventually. I don't know. I'm stoked. No, that's going to be a fun conversation. Like, I just want a series of... I just want a Dom episode where she just, like, talks to everybody. Dom and the Therapist? Huh? Dom and the Therapist? Yeah, it's just called Dom and Friends. Ooh, give her her own little talk show. Yep. Dom and the Therapist would be awesome. Like, what if she decides to go to therapy and it's that therapist and that's how she finds out more about Elliot? Ooh, plot twist. Get out of here, Knight. No. Yes, we don't need any plot twists from M. Night Shyamalan in here. Alright, so anyway. We get the transition. We have our beautiful POV change through the crowd, which was super well done. Yeah. I don't even know how they think to try something like this, and I'm assuming this is another one of the drone shots, or it felt like it. No, I I think they were back on a Steadicam at that point. Really? And then, See, I think they had a jib steady cam, which means that like the camera is out on an arm. Okay. And the operator can move it with a remote control to go up and down and around. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how they did the steady cam shots. And I think they were back on a steady cam for this because like the man was physically moving through the crowd, and I think that's the only way to like really get people to move and to like stay on that like level. That's fair. Because I don't think that they would want to fly a drone through a group of people. For how I, rem- I was remembering the shot, I thought so, but I did forget that how he was moving through the crowd and everything, it was like there was a already pathway that the city cam could have just gone through. Yeah. Okay. But then... But then it gets really exciting. Because they hit the officer square. Wait, what was that? Like a Coke bottle? Yeah, and they set it up so well. Like, he's just holding it. I was like, he's about to hit somebody. Oh, yeah. And then... I either thought that or, like, Molotov cocktail. Oh. But also, sorry, go back to the beginning of the episode where Elliot's like, let's slow down the... Let's slow it down so I can try to remember everything, you know? And then he's like, oh, wait, this is just a shitty way to have a long day. Oh, yeah. When he's talking about the people in the background, he's like, look at them. Like, you know, I wish that I could, like, turn my brain off and be like them and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Like, because he does a slow-mo a couple of times. I loved that. That was yes. pretty good. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, everybody, for going that far back and everything. But... Really scatterbrained. We can't help it. It's a really good episode. Like... <laughs> you know, even though how this should be done is talking about it in one consecutive take, it served it up to us like that, and we still couldn't do it. Yeah, we're not we're not as talented as our Lord and Savior Sam Esmail. No, in fairness, he had a lot of time to prepare for this. That's true. We have had no time to prepare for this. Yeah, only like three days. We we Any did what we. Any amount of time wouldn't have been enough to prepare for this. No. But okay, and so we get inside, and then I know it's probably easier to have like a riot going on filming this as a one take, but just imagining it in my head. This seems like a very dangerous thing to try to pull off for a one-take episode. One like, more time. Say it again. You dropped out for a second there, my friend. Okay. Well, I was just saying, like, I know it probably works out better that you're having a riot for, like, a one-take episode. But it yeah. seems like a very, like, dangerous and elaborate thing to try to pull off for a one-take episode. I mean, it is. But the thing is, is that, like, those extras are professional. Like... 
they pick like real actors to do this shit. Okay. And I mean, like when they're moving through, I think they they hired stunt people. In my opinion, like I think they just had a bunch of stunt people, and that's why they're in masks and they don't have to mess with it and stuff. And um, you know, all, like rehearsed with them the same way they rehearsed with the actors as to what they were going to do physically in the space. Yeah, I would. I think a lot of it was just like, let's see what happens on the day. I, that, and that's how I felt. Like the let's just see how it happens on the day was what your, what makes it okay to do it as a one take shot, because you're always going to be able to be like, okay, that was good enough. Yeah, and I mean, I and I really liked. You know, we're moving through this. We don't really know what's going to happen, and then we very diegetically find Angela mm-hmm. and shift over to her. And I loved this sequence. Just her entire thing you're talking about or just that yeah, uh it was just it was like exciting and action-packed and this show is not action-packed no not at like, all it was exciting and like like i said it was exciting it was full of like uh stunts stunts uh, and like playing on your emotions because to me like whenever anyone was just running by her like i could almost feel that tension from her to me you know it was like yeah, I was getting scared. When she finally runs down the hallway away from them. I was like, fuck, 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 really like, ah! like, especially because you learn it's the Dark Army's mob. But I love when she's like, your distraction is overkill. Yeah, it is. and it literally was because two people we saw get murdered in this episode. I saw that straight up dude on the ground. I'm like, is that guy dead? Yeah, and they're beating him over the head with a keyboard. Yeah, security guards murdered. Yeah, that one dude, like, straight up dead. I was yeah. like, oh, Lord, okay. I mean, it now, was, yeah, and I mean, like, that was the first time we've seen Angela, like, eventually lose her composure in a long time. Yes. But, I mean, going through this with her, like, she is the queen of, of keep your cool. staying calm long enough to get it done. Yes, staying, like, right. her nerves under pressure have to be insane. Like, I'm just imagining, like, when... Are you sure you can do this? And somebody's like shaking their hand. Yeah, it's okay. I got steady hands. And they're just goofing off. Hers, rock solid. Yeah. And like on top of that, like what I really loved is a couple of times she like doesn't do as well and sort of doesn't lie as well. And she kind of gets caught in it. But Mm -hmm. she, you know, it all felt very realistic. Like when she was getting out of stuff, every time she got out of it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see how that would happen. I didn't think anything she said was unbelievable or anything, you know, to piggyback off off of what you said. I didn't think it was either. I just think that, like, her execution upon lying wasn't as good because she's really frazzled. Yes. Like when she was talking to... uh, Lydia. Mustache Johnny over the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I'll get Elliot to do it. Like, how did he expect her to get Elliot to do it, number one? Like, how is she just going to find him? But props to her for just being like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And just completely... Well... That leads me to think of, do you think this was a test? No, I think he really didn't want her to do it. Because when he calls her, or mm-hmm. when she calls him at the end of it, and she's like, I got it done. And he's like, you. did you do everything on the list? Like, yeah. did you do it correctly? But because Angela did this, and I, and I think it's a good decision that she did. Mm-hmm. When that building blows up and innocent people die... She's going to blame herself. Okay. 
Because she did try to ask if uh, he had cleared the building again. I mean, she's asked multiple yeah. times. Part of her has to know that they're not going to do that. I don't think so. I think she really believes wholeheartedly that they cleared the building. Well, regardless, when they don't, mm-hmm. which they're which they're not gonna. No. Because I think a lot of people will get out because Elliot called in the bomb threat, and people will take that seriously enough that, like, I think some of them will get out. Well, that's but... if they can take it seriously enough with a complete riot overtaking the headquarters building. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, th- I Cause... here's what I think. I think some people will get out. I yeah. think some people will die, and Elliot will, or uh, and Angela will blame herself. Yes. And that's when her sentiments towards the Dark Army will start turning. I don't know if they're ever going to change. And I could see them, like, with what you described, I could see that changing it. I just don't know if that will happen. I think it will. I think that she just wants something to believe in. But she's also, at her core, a good person. Even if she's very good (laughs) at lying to herself. But if there is a literal explosion that shows that she's been duped... Yes. Like, her pride will take over. And that might get her to talk to Dom. Yeah, because that is an open relationship as well. Mm Mm-hmm. That hasn't been explored. Or she could tell Elliot everything. Like, because at the end, you know, at the end of the episode, we have that moment... Mm -hmm. ...where he's like, do you have something to tell me? And that was the most chilling, like, phrase they could have used. He comes out of the dark, and, oh my god. I was like, no, I know the episode's not over. Like, we're, we're going to talk about this, right? Do you love how we know it's Elliot as, like, the group? Yes. And yet he's still looking her straight in the eyes? I didn't catch that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Great catch. Mm-hmm. Well done. Like, and I love that it's right after that moment where she's kind of like starting to cry and her makeup is kind of messed up and she's dealt with the mace and stuff. And I'm like, anyone's going to react like that. Like, I'd be sobbing. Like, fuck. Like, that's well, really stressful. Okay, so I had a huge problem with the mace. Oh, because... yeah, there's no way she could have put that mask on. No. No way in a million years. And she's dead. Like, uh, it's as simple as that because I don't know if anyone who listens to us has ever been pepper sprayed. It's painful. Very, very painful. And, like, if it touches anything, a simple, like, clean, not going to do it. No, and I, that, I had a big problem with that as well. Um, I think, like, I would have been more prone to be okay with it. Yeah. If the guy had been in a general pepper spray cloud. But this was straight gouge your eyes out pepper spray cloud. But also... Like the only way that it would have been... Like, it would have been, like, metal as hell if she had taken off the mask yeah. and her eyes are, like, red and swollen shut and she's fucked up. Like, completely fucked up, but she did it anyway to get out. But, I mean, that's what it would have been. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but they didn't do that. No. And because, like, how... Like, I know that just because, like, how I was pepper sprayed was someone sprayed it in the car and it got Who into the... It was it was in junior college. People are dumb. They thought it was a uh, Axe body spray. No. And she was like, "Oh, hey, look at this!" and sprayed it. And me and my buddy were like, "There's no body spray in here." And so we immediately knew it had to be the pepper spray. 
and yeah. It, Congratulations, it, you went to school with the dumbest person alive. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't her. I hope she hears this. You're <laughs> fucking dumb. That's not needed. It was very painful, but not needed. All right, well, I think so. <laughs> but anywho, uh, also, always carry pepper spray over a taser, in my humble opinion, because pepper spray hurts. Yeah, if you pepper spray someone correctly, they're not coming after no. you. Okay, and solid endorsement for pepper spray. But, like, I, I just, like, how I was pepper sprayed was just, like, a funny little incident. Like, I didn't want anyone to think that I was maliciously attacking somebody or something. I don't think anyone would think that, but, yeah, I had that thought as well. I was like, people should know that you're not, you know, yeah. sexually assaulting people. <laughs> but, no. So, anyway, kudos to them for also just making the pepper spray on the outside still there. Like, they didn't forget about that. Which was a really cool shot. And, and, like, just seeing, like, the entire outside, like, yellow ring or something for it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, I know that, like, you know, they had the, he had the mask on, he took it off, and then they went back to Angela finishing the hack. And then when she came back, like, I know that set design just replaced it with a different mask. Mm -hmm. But just thinking about all the crew members that had to... Number one, be on standby, but number two, be on standby in a way that didn't interfere with the camera. Yes. Is so impressive. And to be that quick moving. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But, and so, like, we get inside, and there's two people in the room that she has to hack. Or, no, I guess we'll talk about the elevator, because she's riding it with the uh, security officer. He takes her there and everything. And then they get on there. She has the badge. And it falls out. Which, that was dumb. Like. Just wait. It's for plot, but it's dumb. Yep. Like, I I was very, I am very forgiving of all of the ex machinas they had to have in this episode. Mm -hmm. Because it's so hard. Yeah, like, I mean, we just have to take that. Because, like, when you're trying to truly make an episode of TV last 43 minutes of, like, real time. It's almost impossible. To, yeah, and to make it entertaining at every moment. Like, I forgive them for these moments, but at the same time, I did roll my eyes. Yeah. So, badge falls out, guy gets suspicious, he's taking her with him, and then he gets fucking murdered. Hardcore. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that guy's dead now. Like, uh, and I was like, how's she gonna get out of this? And, and, you know, and it makes sense that that dude would be tackled, but like... I don't know why they didn't try to take her out, well, but they well, did. Well, like, my thing was, do you think that those were Dark Army people who knew who she was? I think that they all are, but at the well, same no, time, because we know they're not. chase her later. Yeah, we know they're not, because uh, Mustache Johnny told us that not everybody could be Dark Army. So you gotta figure that was really Dark Army, because that's the force she needed to be on. Well, also, like, I like that because it's sort of a testament to human nature. Like, the minute we have, like, a, like it could have been three people. Mm -hmm. And the minute they start being violent, people will follow. Yes. Like, if I one person think, yeah. starts to becoming violent in the middle of a riot, everyone's going to follow him as long as he's confident enough with it. I think, I think the people that were Dark Army 
were those like six people we saw in the elevator that they handed each other the spray cake cans yes. when they made that guy take them upstairs. I think those were the dark army people. And I think if we had been paying more attention, we would have seen them again as the episode went on. I would agree to that. But I mean, I definitely think that we did see them again on that floor. That the person that killed the security guard guard for. Oh yeah. No, I definitely think that I yeah. know that for certain because I wasn't paying attention hard enough. Gotcha. But I do think that that's what happened. Yep. And then also like a simple lie that she had was just like, he's the tech person underneath me. Like that's why he has the special clearance. That's what we're yeah. doing. Anyway, she goes in there and this is why I think that this was kind of a test was because it was so simple that Angela could do it. Or that they but could... at the same time, I thought about when they taught her to hack. Okay, but she's not remembering that much. She hasn't been hacking since then. And keeping up with everything. And then you're yeah. under pressure. Like, everything was spelled out for her on what to do. And, like, they even posted a list of it. And none of it was actually hacking. It was just connecting things. Well, because... Uh, and, and number one, like... Why would Elliot do this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this was beneath Elliot. Well, not not just that. Why would he do this? He's trying to stop them. So I think you're right, because they're telling her to give this to Elliot. Mm -hmm. Elliot would never do this. Because he's already called off stage two. Now, yeah, yes, so he's called I it back on. They, yeah, I think that they knew that she would do it. I think you're right. Yeah, like I, for whatever reason, just none of it clicked that it should have been Elliot that was doing that. Yeah. And White Rose has already said, we're going to kill Elliot once his usefulness is done. So after this part of it. So I think maybe maybe they're trying to figure out like if he's done. Or they're trying to figure out how connected their relationship is. Like if she felt like she could go do something on her own without him or mm -hmm. didn't even try to consult him or anything like that. Like is she truly theirs? Maybe. I like what you're saying with that. Yeah. But anyway, she did it. She did it all in outstanding fashion. But as part of it was going down, uh, she had already had the rubber gloves on, you know, as part of the uh, list and everything. Um, which we did that lady. I was about to talk to her, but great attention and detail to even think about her handprint shouldn't be down on this level. So make sure... That you wear your gloves because, you know, they're going to take every single fingerprint. And she did think about, like, cleaning off the handles and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But that, that lady who came in is dead now. Yes. And part of that, people think, is because she was wearing these rubber gloves. Lydia, you know, walks in and everything. And it's like, oh, okay, good. You know, I got somebody. Then it's like, wait, why would a normal person be wearing gloves in this but ride? why are you down here? Exactly. Like there's like you're not really looking for safety. You're not really looking to get out. You're wearing gloves. I don't think I need to trust you. I think that I think another option that might cause Angela's affections to wane for the Dark Army is when this woman turns up dead. That's well, and she essentially just had her murdered. She puts her in those crosshairs. And she knows that. Exactly. Like you can tell she doesn't want to know that. But she knows that when she's like, you know, I got made. And then he's like, what's her name? And she hesitates because she knows, like, I'm killing this woman. And so since she's already done that, do you really think 
that seeing all the people die in the thing will change her feelings on the Dark Army? I think yes, because I think she was in crisis mode during this whole You think she can justify that really... one? Huh? You think she can justify killing Lydia? No. I think maybe she can at first, but deep down it's going to kill her until it finally, like, overwhelms her. Okay. I can see that. It's still, it's still first season mermaid hair Angela underneath. Yes. Like, she can kind of, like, band-aid Lydia for a little bit, but once it gets combined with the bombing... Then the floodgates that's, that's open. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Okay. I, I think it's either what you say or this allows her to... Uh, go, full, go full evil. Yeah, with Dark Army and everything. I don't it's really... going to be one or the other. Yes. And I'm leaning towards your side because I think that keeps her alive longer and makes it for more entertaining. I think, I think it's going to go that way too because her character is not like... <laughs> Her character only does evil things mm -hmm. in pursuit of a greater good. If yes. there is no good happening that she can see... Then she's going to go away from that. Because she cares more about justice than anything else. Agreed. That's it. Now, we, we, kinda, we didn't kind of skip over it. We did skip over it. I'm assuming you didn't see it since you didn't talk about it. But also... When a security guard gets tackled and everything, did you see a man in a hoodie run across the screen? I did. You know who that person was? No. That was Elliot. It, what? Yes, that was Elliot who was running across the screen on that floor, and that's how he meets her, is because he's already up there because he ran across our screen. How did he get back inside? Like, I mean, There's, I guess just with the chaos. Yeah, you just go back, right back in with the chaos of the riot. Why wouldn't he just confront her right then? We don't know. You just see him running across the screen. But... Wow. I didn't know that. And, like, it is confirmed. Like, there's plenty of, uh, thank God for Reddit, people that just took a screenshot, enhanced it, and boom. You see it's Elliot running across the screen. That's crazy. I mean, that whole that whole sequence is so insane until she's finally done with it. Mm -hmm. And then I love that we get sort of like, we sort of like, it tries to calm us down when she kind of starts to cry and she's emotional and she's walking away. Yes. And then it just ends with that oh shit shot where Elliot is looking at her and he's just like, you have something to tell me? As you said, still keep an eye contact, which is hugely important. Well, it's like, we know it's Elliot. Because yes. Like, we can just tell. But he's still looking at her. Oh, man, I'm going to be... I'm going to be pissed if it ends up being Mr. Robot. Yeah, me too. I really am. Like, if we just come in in this next episode and it's them two just standing right there, except it's Mr. Robot and her, oh, fuck you, S-Mail. Like, that, that's all I'll be able to say if that's how the episode starts. Is. I don't think it is. I think... So this is the mid-season episode. Yes. He always blows everything up mid-season, which you should in a 10-season arc. Mm -hmm. But I think he just blew everything up, revealed everything in this episode. And the next episode is going to be the emotional fallout. And I think it'll end with the building exploding. Okay. And according to Twitter and him, we're supposed to get a lot of Leon. So I'm going to try to hold him to do that. And make sure that uh, we get to rave and rant about him. 
everybody wants Leon. But I think that's pretty much the entire episode for this week, no? I yeah, can't... I mean, like, you know, even though it was so impressive and magical and whatever, there still wasn't a lot of revelations. No. Because they just didn't have the space to do it. No, like you were stuck in a building and really only with a few characters. Oh, wait. We almost forgot the most important thing. What? Our boy in the white hazmat suit. Just sitting there munching yeah, on a barbecue sandwich. sandwich. That was so good. Oh my god. I was just like, get the fuck out. Like, get fucked. <laughs> like, ah, it was so good. And then so. And she's just like, she's just so done. Yes. And she hands him the thing and he hands her the bag, which, what's in the bag? But like, I bet it's ribs. Anyway. No. Um, I mean, that's what everyone's trying to figure out. Like, and there's a lot of people theorizing. And I would love for it to be ribs, but we both know way too heavy, way too small of a bag. You, you would never treat ribs with a bag like that. No, you wouldn't. I mean, maybe you do in North Carolina, but like... <laughs> but down south, no. No. You would need like a pan. Yes. Like, I mean, it's going to come with the aluminum foil over the top and everything. Keep it nice and heated. She's going to need mitts. Yes. It's going to be too hot. A bib and everything. Yeah. So... And a barbecue sandwich, possible. Which, how great would it be if he's just like, thanks, here's a barbecue sandwich. I really wish she had just, like, I feel like if it was, she would have pulled it out and it would have been a joke. Like, just like so, the comedy error of that, so, you're right. Probably not a barbecue sandwich. I just want to know what it is, though. So what if it's a bomb? What if they're murdering Angela? No, because Elliot's right there. Or trying to, but they don't know that. They know that. They know everything. I don't know. She has, she has the entire riot under control. Well, not the entire riot, but... I don't know. Barbecued pork Billy was right there. He would have seen... pork Billy. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something on the spot. I don't know. I guess it's going to be something, and I'm, I want to know. I'm thinking it's like a USB. If it's USB. not the barbecue sandwich... like. So bad. Wendy's. Let's get Wendy's on it. And they're usually... Yeah. Where's the beef? Come on. Where's, Where's the, the beef? beef? Oh. But I think now that uh, we ended on Wendy's advertisement, get at us, Wendy's. Um, I think we're good now. Yeah. <laughs> we've I... advertised Wendy's. We've advertised pepper spray. Like... We're, we're, we're done we're good. And Axe. There was Axe body spray thrown in there. No one should ever advertise Axe body spray. That's not an, that's not an endorsement. No. It's just, it exists in the world. Hey, eighth Axe grade, that was... Is for 12-year-old boys in their middle school science class. Yeah, that like, was about eighth grade. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but you can uh, email us at bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to have conversations with us on Twitter or Facebook at Bleed TV Podcast. And you can download us on Podbean, Stitcher, possibly Spotify. We're working on it. iTunes, we're on YouTube. Give us a like. That's what keeps us going. And we'd love to have conversations with, conversations with you about the show. Until next week, I'm Cash. And I'm Lisa. Have a good night.